Welcome to Evensong at St Paul's Cathedral. Wherever you are listening from, you are most welcome, and we hope that you will enjoy and be uplifted by this service. A verse from Psalm 56, the psalm that is sung during this service. Though I am sometime afraid, yet put I my trust in thee. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised.
Here begins the second chapter of the second book of Samuel. David inquired of the Lord, Shall I go up into any of the cities of Judah? The Lord said to him, Go up. David said, To which shall I go up? He said, To Hebron. So David went up there along with his two wives, Ahinoam of Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel. David brought up the men who were with him, every one with his household, and they settled in the towns of Hebron. Then the people of Judah came, and there they anointed David king over the house of Judah. When they told David it was the people of Jabesh-Gilead who buried Saul, David sent messengers to the people of Jabesh-Gilead and said to them, May you be blessed by the Lord, because you showed this loyalty to Saul your Lord and buried him. Now may the Lord show steadfast love and faithfulness to you. And I too will reward you because you have done this thing. Therefore let your hands be strong and be valiant. For Saul your Lord is dead and the house of Judah has anointed me king over them. But Abner son of Ner, commander of Saul's army, had taken Ishbaal son of Saul and brought him over to Mahanaim. He made him king over Gilead, the Asherites, Jezreel, Ephraim, Benjamin, and over all Israel. Ishbaal, Saul's son, was forty years old when he began to reign over Israel, and he reigned for two years. But the house of Judah followed David. The time that David was king in Hebron over the house of Judah was seven years and six months. There was a long war between the house of Saul and the house of David. David grew stronger and stronger, while the house of Saul became weaker and weaker. Here ends the first lesson.
Here begins the 31st verse of the 18th chapter of the Gospel according to Luke. Jesus took the twelve aside and said to them, See, we are going up to Jerusalem, and everything that is written about the Son of Man by the prophets will be accomplished. For he will be handed over to the Gentiles, and he will be mocked and insulted and spat upon. After they have flogged him, they will kill him, and on the third day he will rise again. But they understood nothing about all these things. In fact, what he said was hidden from them, and they did not grasp what was said. As he approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard a crowd going by, he asked what was happening. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. Then he shouted, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Those who were in front sternly ordered him to be quiet, but he shouted even more loudly, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and ordered the man to be brought to him. And when he came near, he asked him, What do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, let me see again. Jesus said to him, Receive your sight. Your faith has saved you. Immediately he regained his sight and followed him, glorifying God and all the people. When they saw it, praise God. He entered Jericho and was passing through it. A man was there named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd he could not, because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him, because he was going to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry, come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried down and was happy to welcome him. All who saw it began to grumble and, he, and said, he's gone to be the guest of one who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. Then Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. Here ends the second lesson.
I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you, and with thy spirit. Let us pray. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us, and grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the Queen, and mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. Endure thy ministers with righteousness, and make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people, and bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord, because there is none other that fighteth for us, but only thou, O God. O God, make clean our hearts within us, and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, the protector of all that trust in thee, without whom nothing is strong, nothing is holy, increase and multiply upon us thy mercy, that thou, being our ruler and guide, we may so pass through things temporal, that we lose not our hold on things eternal. Grant this, O Heavenly Father, for the sake of thy Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels and all just works do proceed, Give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that both our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee we, being defended,
Jesus Christ, our Saviour. Amen. Light in our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy, defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of thy only Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen.
Jesus looked up and said to Zacchaeus, Hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house to day. May I speak in the name of the living God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Throughout history, tax collectors have been both ridiculed and reviled, and nowhere is this more apparent than in Palestine during the time of the Roman occupation. The tax collectors, of whom Jesus often spoke, were deeply dishonest, charging far more than was required by the law. In a wealthy town like Jericho, described as the fattest more apparent than in Palestine during the time of the Roman occupation. The tax collectors, of whom Jesus often spoke, were deeply dishonest, charging far more than was required by the law. In a wealthy town like Jericho, described as the fattest in Palestine by the Jewish historian Josephus, the effects of a corrupt tax collector were keenly felt indeed. There are many remarkable aspects to the story of the tax collector Zacchaeus, which we have heard again today. The first is his willingness to be seen alone in a public place. For such a hated figure, his appearance within a crowd would have brought, at best, ridicule and, at worst, intimidation and violence. His willingness to put himself in harm's way in order to see Jesus speaks of his desperation. Like many wealthy people, especially those whose wealth has been acquired through dishonest means, Zacchaeus had discovered that riches alone could not bring him lasting happiness or provide genuine companionship. Zacchaeus, for all his wealth, was unhappy and lonely and in desperate need of transformation and love. Jesus, espying Zacchaeus in a tree, recognises both his predicament and the risks he has taken to see him, and so he bids him to come down, declaring to all who would hear that he must stay in his house today. Herein lies the second remarkable aspect of this story. Jesus does not wait for Zacchaeus to repent and make reparation before hailing him as a friend. Rather, he responds to the risk that Zacchaeus has taken by taking a risk himself. He risks his reputation and that of his followers by seeking out a despised figure who had defrauded thousands without any guarantee as to the outcome of their encounter. The risk that Jesus takes reaps huge dividends. Zacchaeus, overwhelmed by the compassion and love of Jesus, repents and declares that he will give to the poor half of all his wealth and to those he has defrauded four times what he took. The third remarkable aspect of this story is the generosity that Jesus inspires in Zacchaeus. The Jewish law had very clear guidelines regarding reparation following a theft, and where a voluntary confession is made, together with an offer to pay back that which was owed, all that was required by way of reparation was the value of the goods taken plus a fifth. 
a fourfold reparation of the sort offered by Zacchaeus was required only when deliberate theft had been accompanied by extreme violence. The fourth and final remarkable aspect of this story is the declaration by Jesus that Zacchaeus, a collaborator in the Roman occupation and a thief, is not simply a person with whom he is willing to socialise, but a son of Abraham worthy of forgiveness and transformation. This was a message that the crowd would have found very hard indeed to stomach. What are we to take from this gospel story in these challenging and uncertain times? This encounter speaks above all of the risks that God inspires people to take. Out of his need for companionship, Zacchaeus risks his life to see the one who alone could save him. Out of compassion for his predicament, Jesus risks his reputation to bring Zacchaeus to repentance. Out of sorrow for his sins, Zacchaeus risks all that he has accumulated to make amends. Out of love for every child of God, Jesus risks his credibility to proclaim the unsettling and unpalatable truth that no one is beyond the liberating love of God. As we hear this story again, what risks are we prepared to take to bring about transformation, both of ourselves and of others? Will we risk humiliation to share our deepest needs? Will we risk that which we have accumulated to help our neighbours in distress? Will we risk our reputations to reach out to those whom society despises? Will we risk our credibility to proclaim the truths our world would rather ignore? Inspired by Jesus and Zacchaeus, may we be willing to risk all that makes us comfortable for the only thing that matters, the new and glorious life with God promised and embodied by Jesus, our risen and ascended Lord. Let us pray. We pray for God's holy people throughout the world and within the Anglican Communion, we pray for the church in Pakistan and in Sweden and for Humphrey and Martin bishops in those places. We pray for the church in this land and within this our diocese, we pray for Sarah, our bishop, and on this day for the peoples, priests and parishes of the Kensington Deanery and for Mark, their area dean. We pray for the peace of the world and for the good estate of all nations and peoples. We pray for the countries which we call home and for those charged with the privilege of leadership. We pray in this land for Elizabeth our Queen and for her government. We remember with compassion the sick, the suffering and the sad and pray for their comforts and healing. At this time, we pray for the NHS with thanksgiving. We pray for all those who give their time and efforts in the service and for the healing of others. We pray for all those in the NHS whose work is hard and unrewarding, 
that they might be given grace and help. In stillness, we bring before the Lord our own petitions, thanksgivings and prayers, uniting them with those of the saints who pray for us unceasingly before God. Everlasting God, whose Son Jesus Christ is our heavenly advocate and our mighty help, increase your mercy upon us and comfort us and all for whom we pray this night. In the name of the same Jesus Christ, we beseech you. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. <laughs>